I'm an ordinary person. I go to work, walk down the streets, you know, ordinary things. Although I'm not the brightest guy around, I have a hard time confronting people. Every day, I have the same schedule. I get up, go to work, work for eight hours a day, then go home. Let's start at the beginning. My life truly started. It was mid-January. The air was crisp and the breeze was cool. I was sleeping, of course. I woke up with a huge yawn. Good morning, honey, I truthfully said. Good morning, responded my wife. You ready for another day at work? Yup, I said. So I was getting ready for work, I thought about my job. Without a factor, all I had to do was put three pieces of wood on some object. It's honestly not that hard. My wife stayed at home and took care of the house. Clean, she cooked. All those things. I'm off to work, I yelled. Our house's walls were so thin they could hear someone from the other side of the house. Sure, we were not poor, but we weren't made of money. As I was walking to work the usual route, Tok was closed for some reason. Hey, I said to the man next to me, you know what's going on? There's some kind of construction being built here, he responded. This will take a different way to work than I thought to myself. The other way through the tenement, or through the tenements, where all the poor people lived. I pushed past crowds of people until I saw someone. He seemed to be as tall as me. He was going in the same direction. Too, with a determined look. He seemed he was also working at the factory as well. So I started to go over and introduce myself. Then he started running. I followed him into this dark alley. The walls had dirty water leaking from pipes. We weren't closely watching where you were you going. You could step in trash. Rats running along the ground too. Slowly crept closer th through the dark alley. Watching my every step. Once I reached the end, I didn't see the man. I looked around until I saw him. He started to slowly walk closer and something flew by me at him. It was a knife. The knife barely missed me, going right past my face. I watched horrified as blood shot out of the man. The blood fell down to the cracks of the concrete, trying to leak out. I looked down and behind the pool of blood I saw a man in the shadows. I could barely make out a face. If I'm quiet about this, I can get away without being noticed. I thought as I backed away from him. Snap. I looked down and saw it. I had stepped on a twig. Suddenly, he had looked at me. I ran out of there as fast as I could. Pushed past the large crowds of people, ran past the instruction, and made it home. I don't know if he had followed me. I was trying to escape. Shouldn't you be at work? asked my wife. Lock all the doors, I shouted. Let anyone inside. What's wrong? She asked calmly. Why do you look so scared? Just do it, I shouted. Shut all the windows and doors and lock them tight. Now, will you tell me what's wrong? She asked confused. I can't tell you, I said, so afraid. I'm going to stay home today. I stayed home for the rest of the day. My wife was still confused for the entire day and kept questioning me. Today felt like it would never end, but it did, and we went to sleep. Russell. Huh? I said as I woke up so tight from the previous day, what was that? Russell, Russell. Suddenly a feeling of fear rushed through me. Both of the men from yesterday. What if he's in our bushes? What if he knows where we live? What if he tries to kill me? Sorry, I fear. I have to come up with a plan quick. But the rest of the night thinking about what I could do. I had to take a walk on the street and see if I could come up with anything. And then I saw it. Flyer for the West. Good morning, my wife said droopily as she woke up. Good morning, I said. She'll probably start packing. First yesterday, now today, my wife said, What has gotten into you? Nothing has. I just had an idea, I exclaimed. 
We're moving to the west. What? Said my confused wife. Why would we move? We have a nice house here. More opportunity, new adventures, new you, I said. A chance to reinvent yourselves. I guess, she said. We'll start packing. Packed all of our important things to head west. We had just plates and cups. We wouldn't have too many belongings. Just some important things. Packed us to go west and live out our lives in a nice house on the frontier. I was very wrong. I don't think I could have been more wrong. Our journey west was an interesting one at that. We packed everything, I asked. But everything. I hope you mean the important things. She responded sarcastically. Yeah, sure. We can say that. I said, we should get going. He's probably waiting for us. Who's waiting? She asked. Our driver, of course. I exclaimed. Did you really think we were going to walk west? No. Well, yeah. Trish muttered, embarrassed. We walked through the city until we reached the end. Our wagon was waiting there for us with a man next to it. His name was John. He was tall, with blue eyes and messy hair. He looked like a cowboy. Then again, I've never seen one. How would he? John exclaimed. You know, you're ready. Just put your stuff on the wagon and we'll hop to it. Sh sure, said my skeptical wife as she put her things in the on the wagon. When will we be going? John made the horses start going and we were off. There was no turning back now. We were heading west. After a few miles of riding, we stopped for a break. One's horses got some water and we went and looked around a bit. The landscape is pretty, I said, feared. My wife looked at me confused. I s you're still not t telling me why we're actually going west, are you? She responded. When are you going to tell me the truth? Out the way, then I saw an animal. It was running towards us. Look over there, I said. It's a dog. The dog ran over to us, wagging its tail. Brought it over to the river, and it drank for quite a while. I have to head out again, John said. I went over to the wagon, and the dog followed. I went in the wagon, and the dog leaped in. You can't come with us, I said, but the dog stayed put. Get out, you stupid dog, I said. I had to shove the dog out, but my wife stopped me. Let it come, she said. It could get hurt out here. Fine, but you're going to be the one to find out what gender it is, I said. Uh, I'll do that later, she said. I don't want it getting a bad impression of me. And we're off, exclaimed John. And we're off, exclaimed John. As we set off, me and my wife started playing with the dog. It's only to find his gender, I said. Otherwise, the name of it won't be suitable. Oh, fine, she said. She picked up the dog, still trembling. It took her on ten minutes to find the gender. Turned out to be a boy. Decided to name him Bo. I thought it suited him pretty well. Go outside, my wife shouted. It's so pretty. I looked outside, and I was blown away by the landscape. Fields were full of animals and life. Rivers were flowing and relaxing. Mountains were tall and sharp. Train tracks were. Wait, train tracks? Why are there train tracks? I asked John. Generally, a train comes through here around this time. We should wait for it to pass, he responded. A few minutes after that, he said that a train starts coming. Except this train had something wrong with it. What's wrong with this train? I asked. It seems off. Buckle my boots. This train here is getting robbed. He responded. We should wait for the time for them to go past us so we can get past. Alright, I responded. And yeah, I heard the sound of hoofs running at top speed. To my left and saw them. The cowboys. The cowboys jumped onto the train and pulled out their guns. I heard attacking the outlaws. The teamwork was incredible and I was odd. Couldn't believe that these people were going up against the villains to try and save all of us. Took down the outlaws in an incredible time and got back on their horses and left. I was inspired. I know what I'm going to do, I said. Huh? What are you going to do? I asked my wife, still holding Bo. I'm going to be a cowboy, I exclaimed. Bark, barked Bo. And the cowboy came up, heard me and came over. Looked at him confused. So you want to be a cowboy, he said. Meet me out west and I'll show you the ropes. Okay, I shouted as he rode off into the sunset. Moved forward a bit, and then I left it that for the night. 
I'll sleep in the boat next to me, staring up at the moonlit sky. Woke up early and started heading out again. I was determined to make it become a cowboy. Went west because I wanted a new life. Stopped being a coward, but ended up fighting cowboy. Only talking out loud, right? My wife said. I am? I didn't even know. How close are we to New Mexico, John? Just about there, he responded. I looked outside and saw a town. It had a hotel, it had houses, and a saloon. It had everything. When we arrived in the town, Bo jumped out and started running around. My wife chased after him while I looked around. Saw the cowboy in the town center. My wife bought a horse, a gun, a house, and everything we needed to live. Over the next few days, the cowboy taught me how to be a, well, cowboy. I learned how to shoot a gun and ride a horse and use a lasso. Everything I needed to know how to be a functioning cowboy. It was a damn nice place as well. People were nice. The air was nice. It was a relaxing countryside town. Life wasn't perfect. I didn't realize that my worst fear was soon going to be real. Shadowed Man was here too. Happened a few weeks after we arrived. I was walking down the pathway, you know, normally. But then I saw him. The Shadowed Man. I recognized him. And he recognized me too. All of a sudden, guns started firing. I ducked behind some cover. My first fight. I didn't know how I was going to win. I believed I could. Every few seconds, I poked my head out and fired. Occasionally, a knife or two flew by. What even pierced my cheek? I didn't give up and kept firing and firing until I was out of bullets. I didn't know what to do then until I looked in the barrel. I was behind. It was stuffed to the brim with bullets. There was enough bullets for this battle and ten more. I lowered my gun and kept firing. No I could beat him if he ran out of bullets. I did exactly that. Once he ran out of bullets, I pointed the gun at him. Oh, please, he said. I don't want to die. Luckily, I shot the gun and he fell to the floor, blood pouring out. I ran home and went straight to bed, trying to forget this ever happened. The next day, I woke up and told my wife why we moved here and why I didn't tell her how I killed him. She hugged me and said that it was fine. I should have just told her. I forget about it when I was my life. Me and my wife was amazing life out west. Stopped outlaws and served justice. The end.